This is Rad Radio. Just remember, it doesn't matter where we are as long as we're here. Huh? What the hell does that even mean? What has happened to this show? We got this email uh, from Lori. Hey, Lori. Unfortunately, there's been a theme to today, and it isn't fun and frivolity, because we started out talking about the new Valentine's Day survey yesterday. Gen Zers aren't even dating people who have different political views, and they have this box that have to be checked. And then the update on Jon Stewart, who had the audacity as someone who's long been known to be left of center, to actually be a both-sider, which is kind of what we are on this show. Just pick on what you see, where he actually made fun of both. President Trump and President Biden. So he's getting pilloried and and on and on and on it goes with uh, deep fakes and AIs. And Lori says, I have cracked the code for the division in this country. Everyone should be required to date someone with opposite political views without knowing it. (laughs) That's what I did because politics never came up until we were already together. And we have both come to understand why the opposite sides think the way they do. Politics being a deal breaker is a horrible sign for the future. How can we meet in the middle? If people dismiss people who don't participate in their echo chamber as undateable, which is what's happening right now. Now, I know you're mostly kidding and not being literal, but I do love, Lori, that your key to cracking the code for division in the country is to coerce and force people in the land of the free to (laughs) do something. That's uh, that's an odd one, but thank you for the suggestion. thing we'll do after they get together is force them to take a test to get a license to have children. <laughs> well, think about the uh, passionate and angry sex between a yeah. lib turd mm-hmm. and a right winger wacko. By the way, once again, not new. Uh, when Dawn and I worked in Reno and I was in my mid-20s, uh, a co-worker of ours had a, a, a daughter who was around my age who thought I was wildly attractive but would not even go out on a date with me. Because I was perceived to be, at the time, and I wasn't, but I was perceived to be right of center politically. And she was so far whacked out to the left. This is in, like, 1996. She wouldn't even go out with me. At least that wasn't the norm. But again, it's not new. For all of you end-of-days preppers, Jesus. (laughs) For Master of Movies. Uh, we've got a free one-month membership to uh, Rad TV, and you're qualified to win one of ten pair of top-tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live in Sacramento. One of you will get upfront tickets to the show, which is February 27th. Tracy, you're caller 18. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. You will guess first if you know the movie. You win. If not, we go to Neil. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. yo. And Stephen, you're caller 20. Good morning, anybody. Good morning. Good morning. Looking for a comedy from 1996. Mr. President, in the name of all that's holy, I must have those launch codes. Now, while I I agree this was an amazing movie, I'm not sure I agree with uh, Kyle's uh, uh, description that this is one of the best films ever made. It sure is. Oh, But uh, it is a comedy from 1996. Mr. President, in the name of all that's holy, I must have those launch codes. Tracy, what's the movie title? (laughs) Tracy. Bye-bye. Oh. Neil, do you know it? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> up to you. Google's let me down. What can I say? Mm-hmm. You lose. Google's let me down. Oh, man. He might have been thrown off. 
He might have had the title right in front of him, but when I referred to Kyle singing it's one of the best films ever made, he might have said, well, that can't be it then. <laughs> but it is Beavis and Butthead do America. Sir, we're awaiting your final orders. I order you to surrender your teepee. Give me that. Mr. President, in the name of all that's holy, I must have those launch codes. I am Cornholio. You will cooperate with my bunghole. <laughs> Your next chance to win is Treble Trouble at uh, 9 a.m. Now, we, we talked uh, yesterday and throughout the week uh, about uh, the glorious woman-on-woman crime that occurs. Most uh, recently was, uh, you know, Brittany Mahomes, that horse who is going Stop to be it. in the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Come on, girls, unite! Have each other's back! And in that example, women are saying, oh, my God, you, you're going to... You're posing in a in a bathing suit when you have children. How so disgusting. what? So fine, you wouldn't do it. Okay, there you go. Two different ways to live life. We're gonna give Dawn a chance to show uh... how this is supposed to be done because Dawn, you like to point out that women are a more than just their appearance. It's good that they have goals. Yes. And that women should support other women under the guise of I wouldn't do it, but but you right. go for it. Okay. I, I, there's a lot of th- if, if we're asked my opinion on something, I'm going to give my opinion. But at the end of the day, I'm going to support my fellow female, even though it's not something I would do. Are you going to give your opinion in a respectful way to where you're not going to be demeaning like those women were to Brittany Mahomes? On the show, no, because that's more fun. But in yeah. person, face to face, yes, of course. Excellent. <laughs> and then judge behind their back after you're no, done talking. No, no. Which is... In my 20s. Oh. That's what your 20s are for. Okay. Oh, I still do that. Uh-oh. Well, none of, a lot of us don't think you're even in your 20s yet, but you know, it's okay. Um, oh man. So, so Dawn on the show will will do the fun thing, which of course will then go viral on YouTube to where that opinion will be attached to her, because the the the, the argument of well, I was doing an entertainment show. Of course, that what that doesn't work in no, this country. It doesn't. All right, I just so can't care. Let's see how this lands. 26 year old Annie Knight sent the internet into a meltdown last year when she shared details of her sec- active sex life at the time. Paid off for her, she boasts being part of the top 0.02% in earners on, fam- on OnlyFans. Uh, in fact, she's making over $2 million a year. She has now been dubbed, or she was dubbed last year, Australia's most sexually active woman because she shared, this is what broke the internet last year, that she had slept with 300 men in the year. She says, uh, I used to go on about three dates a year. So that's why I want to do this. This is her announcement of last year. I've never been much of a dater, so I wanted to give myself an incentive, and I'm holding myself accountable by posting the reviews of the dates online. This is this is uh, fascinating in a very strange way to me. My my favorite porn star is uh, is a woman named Anna Fox. My wife describes her as herself, Christina on crack, uh, the way she sees her. Um, so the uh, the the story is the exact same. She was not, Anna Fox was in her real, her real name Stephanie or something. She was not promiscuous in high school at all. She had barely had any sex and she kind of fell ass backwards into the porn industry. And she is now one of the most prolific, dirty, nastiest porn stars there is. It's like, how did you go from this? And, and I know the answer after like seeing interviews with her. It's all daddy issues. Her dad was a horrible person. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's, she's got literally thousands of, of pornos and she's only like, 34 years old. Well, now Annie Knight is upping the ante for this year. She has revealed her new goal. She is raising the bar to sleep with one man for every day of the year, 365 different men in 2024. Mm. She thinks she'll exceed her goal because she's already ahead of it. We've only got, what, uh, what are we, uh, 45 days, 46 days into 2024. She has already slept with 70 
men. So she's wow. way ahead. of. She might break the 400 mark. Hmm. Uh, the Aussie uh, also revealed that her father is so supportive and just wants her to be happy and clarified that her mother has always been supportive of her lifestyle. So, oh, man. Here comes, the, here comes kids. Supportive woman commentary. Yeah, no, here's how you do it in something like this. Mm. Because obviously, if you even take gender out of it, we all have our ways in which we can view things that are just not, I don't know, ethical, moral, whatever. That's not, the route I go down with this is it, 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 it saddens my heart. I find it like just not something that is good for your soul or your mind or just you as a person. But that's my personal opinion. I, I, I look at her with like, not pity, but like, oh my God, you know, I just want to, I just want to love her and let her know that she's valued and let her know that she has, she knows, you know, she can she's offer loved. way more in society than this. Why is this her thing? Right. So would I go and then talk terribly about her? No, I, like, no, that to me, this is where people get things confused. They're like, well, if I don't talk crap about them and if I don't say all the terrible things that they're doing, then that means I'm supporting them. No, I don't like that she does this. I wouldn't say raw, raw, go do it, and I wouldn't drive her there. But I'm also like, uh, I, it, that, I, I, that saddens me. It just really does. It's like I don't. I, no, that's because you have that that horrible affliction of empathy. Because I, who cares? Who, who cares? She's not hurting anyone. And why do you care about her? It's like, well, I'm. I it, it will be. Well, I mean, now we're going to get into other areas. I care about her soul. No, you know, God, why? See, why? Yeah. I mean, why? Just on a super a woman on the other side of the planet that you'll never meet. Why do you even care about her soul? I mean, why? Why? Well, why do you, how do you have the space for that? Help me as a non-empathetic person okay. understand why you would even well, care about another person like I'm, on that level. Okay, but now we're getting into an area that sometimes I get uncomfortable with because I don't like to alienate people. But, okay, but so but, for my because what, for my faith, it calls me to. Why? I want, be, because I would want her soul to be freed. And and not I it, see this is getting to a, another territory. God'll forgive and her. It, She'll be all right. He forgives you, but you don't continue doing that way of life. And eh. so, see, this gets into a different territory of different mindsets know, and belief sets, and that's where mine comes from. My empathy for her, but you know, I and let's just okay, let, let's take religion out of it. I want her to know she is worth more than this. I know, but you're not answering what I need from you. Yeah. Why? Who cares? I don't, I don't, why do you care? I don't understand how you people can be so nice and sweet. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't give a rat's ass what this person is doing. Yeah. I yeah. say good for her. I mean, obviously, rock stars have been doing this for a long time. I mean, Motley Crue is applauded for sleeping with as many women as they did in their time. And she's kind of just doing the opposite. I don't think but, it makes it wrong that she's a girl. And no, correct me if I'm no, wrong, Don. No, you do no. not applaud Motley Crue. For, no, this isn't gender based. I, I, no, I don't applaud any of that. I, I, I don't. No, I'm not, not saying all. you. I'm saying society no, in I general. I, I'm just. And you're right about you that. You are right. Absolutely. You are correct in that. That doesn't mean then women need to. This is not where we need to be equal. In my opinion, but if she but likes it, this is the great thing about this movement, though, is that women have become more sexual yeah. and more sexually open, and all that. Don, great I see thing for us, anyways. Uh, Don, I see in here your your position with your faith and and how you you feel called to try to let her soul be freed of of what she's doing. At the on the other hand, I could also see how it, what if this is just her temporary plan, her career. She's able to compartmentalize. And at the end of the, the year, she decides that she's retired, and then she just throw she uh, throws in her 
lingerie or, you know, whatever it is that she's wearing or not. Um, and, and she, she moves away from that. And that was just that in the past. And then she saves herself. Is that, well, we all have that, you know, that we all have that. We, we all have that, right? There's like no perfect person. There's no person that doesn't do things that didn't really fit in. Even currently, whoever, whatever your faith is, we're not all perfect with it. We're not all of a sudden perfect perfection people, and, and so I don't know her journey. I don't know where she's at. I would never even judge that. Just when I personally hear that as a woman, where I come from, take religion completely out of it. The reason, the main reason that women put themselves in this situation is because something is missing within them that they think this is all that they're worth, their only value. There is something there sexual that maybe has gone on with them that was dysfunctional and wrong that leads them to this path and so that's what makes me feel sad for her in this instant and rob this is the beauty that i love of humans you are like why 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 with the empathy and i would be why 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 with you not empathy and i think that's great Mm -hmm. right like i'm never gonna understand well i'm okay with you not having the empathy i know you're okay with me having it right but I'll never well, you understand. drive me nuts, but I'm okay with it. I'll never. I don't want to say I'll never understand why you don't. Uh, no, um, that's just who you are. It's how you're built. So that's how I would answer you. You know what? It's just who I am and mm-hmm. how I'm built, and you're not. Well, and you, you also know? have that really cool trait that you just demonstrated, where you psychoanalyze everybody into the same box that it well, must be this, this, or this well, that's no, causing it. I did say mainly. I don't know. Yeah, if you're right. You did. I said mainly because you know I can't propose to say it's 100. percent You know, just. Living long enough as a woman, so far in my womanhood, when you come across other women, you, you dig a little deeper. <laughs> a lot of people are coming across this woman. You dig a little deeper, and there it is. You find it. So, so if, say, say you were single, Don, and, and, and this platform was available back in the 90s. You wouldn't take advantage of it and try to get a dude every single day? Because no. I know you have been attracted to multiple hot dudes, and if you had all of the hot dudes, you wouldn't have gone for it? No. No. No, I was I was never that. You know, girls in my day were doing a lot of calendars. I had the body for it. Oh I, yeah, that's right. They were doing a lot of calendars, doing the bikini stuff, doing all. I, I wanted no part of it. A lot of them were trying to be in magazines. I wanted no part of it. Is any that's of that not who I am? It's not how I'm built. Trying to try to keep this as light as we can. Yeah. Is any of that for you, Don? Perhaps a because you've got the religious upbringing, but is any of it re- related to the things that were done to you as a child, that's where you almost it. recoiled oh, and said, "I'm not going anywhere near that." It's 100 percent that because okay. sometimes you know it's the because, opposite. Because you know, a lot of religious girls went and did those things, right? Because, you Absolutely. Know, it, it makes you do that. You know, yet when you have a lot of sexual awful things done <laughs> to you, you tend to not want to have that. I did not want men looking at me. In that way, uh, no. There's thank two. You. There, there's usually two directions, and that's one of them. And the other one is the Ooh. opposite, where you dive into it yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Dictionary.com has announced they have added 327 new words and phrases. Wow. Uh, the 2024 terms that have been selected are based on things such as social issues, fashion, wellness, and other things. Here are some of the new terms, and the, they're based on the fact that they're being used. So if you hear these things and you go. I've never heard of that. Okay, well, you're just not dabbling in social media or hanging out with the right people or whatever. Uh, how about a girl dinner? Anybody know what that is? A a what? Like Say a, that again? A girl like dinner. A lady date? Yeah. Just, right, just me and my girls going and having dinner? You would think, but no. Oh. It is a noun that refers to, quote, an often attractively presented collection of snacks that involve little preparation, such as small quantities of cold oh, cuts, like charcuterie yes. boards. Oh, those are really I big. just yeah. saw this. Right. That's right. Oh, my God. And you know what? I saw it, and I went, that's snacking. 
Yeah. But I like they gave it. It's a fun name, a girl dinner. Yes. And Honestly, I like... because I had a lot of these girl dinners in my 20s when I was single. And that was more, we didn't have that term. And it's a more fun term as opposed to, yeah, I had chips and salsa for dinner. I like, I like <laughs> the, uh, the chauvinistic tilt to it. That, that this is all girls are capable of, or this is what girls eat, or the guys wouldn't eat this. That, that's the part I love the most. Okay, so where my mind went after my first guest, I was thinking where you eat, like, in some restaurants, you see at the sushi restaurants in particular, where they eat sushi off of a female <laughs> body. I thought maybe that's what that was. Not <laughs> nearly as fun, no. Have you ever done that, Rob, in, like, a power lunch or, like, a business meeting? Because that know, t- tends I, to be when it happens, right? I, I've, I saw it done uh, in Reno. We've talked about the is it the gentlemen's club or whatever, yeah. uh, which actually they did they really did have amazing food and we would do lunches there and they, at the time again this is the mid nineties they would do that where they would have people eat off of some of the strip. I never did it, but I mm. saw it done. Which, by the way, none of us believed our boyfriends. Where they're like, no, I'm serious. The food's good. Oh, God, the food's good. They had great. What burgers. made the food good or were the girls <laughs> dancing around you? Amazing. Now, now wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon, I was going to say, do they DoorDash? <laughs> I wonder if they do now. That's a great question. So, wait, is that how it's... Okay, is this why they're doing a girl dinner on your male chauvinist part of it? Is that they don't know how to cook? Or is this the typical, we just want to do a bunch of snacks? Oh, it's that's the that's the motivation. But I like yeah. the implication if your mind wants to go there. Oh, that's cute, a little oh. girl dinner. Because you don't know how to grill. So you're just going to take out the prosciutto and the ham and put it I, on the A lot board. of my mom friends love this. And I'll be able to tell them, oh, you're having a girl dinner. Like, if the husband's gone, the kids are gone. They're not responsible for anything for them. And they can just whatever. Mm. A lot of, bunch of little snackies. Here's an interesting one. Skip lagging, which is a workaround to avoid paying a higher fare for a direct flight to one's destination. Here's how it works. If you're looking to skip lag, you book a flight that has a layover where you actually want to go. Then you get off the plane there instead of the final destination that's printed on the ticket because the one-way ticket – so it only works with certain destinations. You want to go to Dallas, so you book a flight to New York that stops in Dallas, and the direct flight to New York is actually cheaper than the flight just to Dallas. That's smart. That's just smart. Yeah, that is. See, now, isn't that interesting, Brandon? Oh, my God, I love that. We already had a word for that, and you just used it. Smart, intelligent. (laughs) But now it's skip lagging. (laughs) Then there's range anxiety. This is my favorite new word. It's for owners of electric cars. Range Uh, anxiety is the apprehension or fear that your battery will run out of power before reaching Uh, your intended destination or a charging station. I lived it in a summer vacay with one of my sister-in-law's stupid electric vehicle that thank God she got rid of. Good for her and got a gas guzzler. It's a real thing. It is awful. And I've already said it. I was so happy to be like, yeah. Ditch that thing. Let's go get a gas guzzler. We didn't even care what it cost us to rent that car at all at that point. That anxiety is real. As it, we it, uh, as we study both siderism today on the Rad Radio Show, Dawn uh. is now a right wing wacko Nazi tiki torch holder. <laughs> I, I kind of have the anxiety because I'm thinking when once I trade uh. my car and I want to get a different one, if electric is an option, and that does scare me thinking. Oh, it could run out of power. And then when you go see these charging ports at gas stations or not gas, I'm sorry, grocery stores or wherever else they have them, they're usually pretty packed full. And I'm wondering how long you have to sit there and charge for before you get a decent uh, charge. And that new stuff uh, or that that point of view, uh, Kyle, is reinforced by a new report that just came out yesterday uh, where sales of electric vehicles are plummeting because of that exact reason. The number one reason that Americans are citing is. We don't have the infrastructure for this, and I can't be feeling that way. And that's why hybrids 
are the fastest growing segment of vehicles in America because they're, they're, they will flip over to gas and you feel safer, more secure. And a lot of Americans really do want to, quote, help the environment. But these electric vehicles ain't it. Uh, and don't fool yourselves. If you're thinking, oh, well, of course it's going to take longer because there's like 20 of you and you're each on a different one. and it is. If there's no one there and it's just you, it's still going to take forever. It's stupid. By the way, uh, Stephen just wrote in to confirm that, yes, Brandon, the Gentleman's Club does do DoorDash. Perfect. Next time I'm in Reno, <laughs> I will know what I'm doing. Yeah, but do they do it the COVID way? Remember remember there was, the, the, there was that strip club up in Portland that during COVID was having, they were delivering, it wasn't DoorDash, they were delivering food. And they would have one of the security guards drive to the door. You would stand at your front door, open your door, and behind the security guards were two strippers oh, who, were, yeah, who were no. dancing. There's got to be an option to yeah. opt out of that. So, yeah. yeah, see, I think you would have to specify because someone's going to DoorDash that and be bummed when it's just the DoorDash driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, DoorDash driver's probably happy to go in there. Other new words and phrases include queer baiting, which is a marketing oh. technique involving intentional suggestions of LGBTQ themes intended to draw in an LGBTQ audience without explicit inclusion of openly LGBTQ relationships, characters, or people. Make it look like it's all LGBTQ friendly. You're baiting them. They get into it, and then they go, well, this isn't about us, or this isn't for us, or, this, oh. or mm. I don't like this product, or this product made me think that it was pro-LGBTQ, but it's just not, or whatever. Why are you doing that? Money. Really, Kyle? Duh. Really? I just, that's mean. I mean, Kyle's learned the lesson. I know, but that's just mean. <laughs> oh, man. Business people are mean? <laughs> Humans? Humans who want money are mean? No. <laughs> Another new word included in the dictionary is self-coup. This is not really a new thing. Uh, this describes uh, when an elected or legitimate government seeks to illegitimately extend its authority, maybe by, you know, storming the Capitol or something, threatening <laughs> to hang the vice president, things like that. And then there's uh, trauma dumping. Oof. This is the unsolicited one-sided sharing of traumatic or intensely negative experiences in an inappropriate setting or with people who are unprepared for the interaction. You go out for lunch with your coworkers and you start telling them how traumatic your abortion was. Oh. You dump all over them that you caught your husband in bed with your best friend. Not at the birthday party. And you're at a birthday party. Oh. You're at a work lunch with, with, with not even like friends. They're just a coworker. That is trauma oh. dumping. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you know what's so sad is like that's, that's the moment they felt to let it out, but there's not really their people there. It's just some random no. coworker. What's sad is that those people there are having to get dumped on with this person's trauma. <laughs> Let's get to scares in the air. We've got people fighting on airplanes. They're mad because there's a, a bag in their overhead compartment. People are going into the bathrooms and they're smearing their waste all over. Shoving stewardesses. You can, you can, you can look out the, the wing and you see your one of your engines has exploded. And everything turns out okay. Delta flight DL-133-er was headed to Detroit, but it was forced to turn back an hour after takeoff. After the aircraft landed, passengers were taken off board, and the cabin was thoroughly cleaned. Oh, no. Mm. Now, according to Delta's policy, you can bring food on a plane as a carry-on. It's not considered dangerous. 
as long as it is packaged properly, you can go ahead and bring for this. Remember, we have these stories uh, during the holidays, people getting on the plane with a, a turkey to <laughs> fly yes. for Thanksgiving or whatever. Oh, my gosh. When my husband and I flying back and forth with the commuter marriage, it was fixing all the zoos in Texas. So, God, I swear, when there's a connecting flight, so many people were getting on because you can, you know, get off, get food, whatever, or you're just in the terminal waiting and you get food. And I don't know why this one particular was always in Phoenix. People are coming in box after box with their pizza. And I'm like, damn it. That oh. smells so good. Yeah. And they sit right next to you. They open the box. They Ooh. just start eating slice after slice. So why didn't you start doing uh, it? Well, because, you know, there were times I just didn't want to get off, you know, the plane. I'm like, ah, it's, ask, they're, they're going to start the boarding soon. next to you. Hey, you going to the pizza place? I'll buy for both of us. One of the passengers uh, says, quote, my family and I were in the road directly in front of the incident. The lady right behind us told the flight attendants that something was falling on her head. Uh-oh. What? Delta staff identified above the woman a suitcase with a very bad stench, and they realized that fish had been packed in newspaper and was in what? this suitcase. Fish! Which is oh. why the woman was being rained down upon by maggots. Oh. Oh. Live <laughs> maggots. Philip Schott lives in Iowa, and she, he was in the, uh, the aisle seat across the aisle from this woman and said, quote, she was freaking out, just trying to fight off these maggots. Of course. What else are you going to do? You're not going to be calm about it. Oh, look at there, a maggot. Oh, my. Oh, look at that. If only it were a maggot. Schott said that he looked across the aisle only to see dozens of wiggly maggots falling on the woman. Oh, that's disgusting. He says, quote, I was trying to process it. Disgusting is one thing, of course, but we had to wait there for help to actually come. Uh, so when you want a hose on the plane, so they can hose you off. He says, I did see everyone's reaction to the bag being opened, which was just an immediate uh. pinching of the nose. <laughs> did anybody claim the bag? Yep. The oh. dude stood up right away um, oh. and, uh, and, and took responsibility for it. Oh. We don't know what, if anything, was done to him. So newspaper, not the proper way to store fish on a plane. Especially at room temperature okay. in the overhead compartment. Good yeah. to know. So it, wasn't, it was in a suitcase or it wasn't? Like who allowed in, TSA members to, to let this guy walk through with fish? Well, again, it's, it's, it's totally okay as long as it's, it's in a bag, yes, and it's packaged properly. TSA doesn't ha isn't in charge of whether or not something's well, packaged properly. Curious, That's Delta. But I'm curious how the maggots like fell out. If it's in a bag or it's mm. wrapped up properly, how is it falling into this lady's head? Well, we know it's not wrapped up properly and the maggots are so small and squeezy you know, they get out of anything. I mean, a little zipper they just start getting out and then there's there's holes in everything. Even an overhead compartment. There's minuscule holes and they started raining down on her. Okay, but, but I'm I'm envisioning fish like you went fishing. It's the full fish. Yeah, that's what I'm envisioning. But it's just I don't know fish like a uh, a, a salmon fillet. I don't know. It's fish. Whether it's whole, whether it's filleted, whether it's a steak of fish, I don't know. What I know is it's not very good fish because it's producing maggots that are <laughs> right. raining down on a woman's Jesus head. God. By the way, the bag was uh, was found and then placed in a bag to be burned after the plane landed. Rob, Rob anybody. anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, anybody. and Dawn Show.